0: Hey, good morning, and welcome to Euronurse. We meet every Saturday at 9 a.m. Central Time. We have a really great show for you this week. We have Lisa Bushman joining us from WellSpec Healthcare. She's going to be talking about their great line of products, and I'm really looking forward to her talk. If you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook, great, besides StreamYard, That's great if you're watching it on that. If you're watching this live, be sure to like, subscribe, share, whatever it says to do, do it if this is your first time joining us on uh, Euronurse, great, glad to have you on board. Uh, be sure to check out our website at euronurse.com where you can find out more about the, our show and how to be a part of it. Also, you can find all of our past episodes up on our website. And we have 34 episodes. This is episode 35 that we're doing right now. We like to thank our sponsors for their help in providing us support for the show. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor, just visit our website and click that link to find out more information. Now, no matter how you're watching us, it's real easy to be a part of the show by sending in your questions or comments. All you need to do is fill out whatever media you're looking at, Facebook, YouTube, StreamYard, go to the comment box and put your questions in there because you're really what drives the show. So please feel free to put anything in there that you want. So at this point, I'd like to take us over to our, our expert panelists and let's meet our experts. All right. So let's start with uh, Lisa, go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Okay, thanks so much. I appreciate the opportunity, Vic. My name is Lisa Boschman. I'm the Clinical Nurse Manager for US. Thanks again for having me this morning. Happy to be here.
0: Great. And John?
2: I'm a private practice urologist in Gilbert, Arizona, and I don't have as much experience as Vic. I've only (laughs) been in practice for about 17 years. I want to pay it forward by sharing my experience in the business of medicine to benefit my colleagues. I'm also the administrator of the Thriving Urology Practice Facebook group, where over 2,100 U.S.-based urology practice personnel collaborate to improve our practices, and it's all for free. And when they say it's free, I say it's for me.
0: Absolutely. And Andrea.
3: Hi, my name is Andrea Strong. I'm a urology nurse practitioner in Wisconsin. I work in the academic setting. I'm certified as a urology uh, registered nurse. I have been working in urology for quite a while. In fact, I did um, started my nursing internship when I was still an undergrad in 2009 on the urology floor. Um, so I'm excited to be here with you all today.
0: Yeah, we're happy to have you. And yes, I do have more experience and more gray hair than John has. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the proof that I've got the experience. Uh, my name is Vic Sinise, and I'm the host and producer of the show. So welcome, everybody. Glad to have you on board. At this point we're going to go to our our intros, our favorite or I mean our favorite stories. We've got a few of those for you today. And um, if you've got any general questions, feel free to put those into the comment box. We'll be glad to answer any of those during this time. Hey, if you just got a shout out, you want to say hi to everybody, then feel free to just go ahead and give us a shout out. We're glad to to listen and interact with you guys. So I'm going to kick off with my favorite story. So last week I kind of mentioned a little bit about the uh ai episode that i talked about that was episode 32 chat gpt and mid journey and I, I, ai is changing so quickly i almost feel obliged to keep you guys tuned in to some new things so i told you about bard bard is up and running and uh, i've been testing that pretty satisfied with it i have found two differences between that and chat gpt Number one, ChatGPT does not do anything current. So if you say, for instance, "What's the weather in London?" it can't tell you that. Bard, however, does the Google system. Bard will be able to tell you. Uh, it has access to live data, which is interesting. But if you ask a question to Bard, like uh, "What's what is blood pressure?" it may not be able to answer that because it doesn't answer you know questions in like a typical speech way. If you just put blood pressure down, it'll tell you what normal blood pressure is and all that other good stuff. ChatGPT would have been able to answer that question. So a couple of differences that I found, but uh, interesting. Now, mid-journey, the one that I do a lot of my artwork on, I mentioned in the show that um, you only get about 24 or 25 pictures for free. Well, people have figured out how to scam that system and they've been opening up multiple accounts with different emails. And I mean like hundreds and thousands of them. To the point that they were starting to slow the system down, and Midjourney made a decision that they're no longer going to be offering any free accounts. So if you wanted to get on board with Midjourney, you're going to have to pay. Mm. Now, is that the worst thing in the world? I still think it's well worth the money. But there's great news. A company by the name of Adobe, Adobe.com, uh, pretty big company. You may have heard of them. Their Photoshop uh, is their big software. Uh, PDF says Adobe. So there's a lot of different things. They're into all sorts of illustrations and things like that. So they're also getting into the AI market and they've got a product called, uh, Firefly out now it's new and it's very similar to mid Only as I mentioned in my talk, mid journey is kind of hard to use. Firefly is very simplistic. You just tell it what you want it to draw, and then it's got boxes for do I want it to be 16 by 9, a square, whatever size you want, backdrops, different things that you want to do are just click boxes. It looks like it's going to be mid-journey for everybody or art for everybody. So, and And the good thing, that's why I'm bringing it up, is it's also in the beta stage, which means you can get a free account to play with it go onto their website and sign up for it because there are limited licenses that they're going to give out for free. Of course, I signed up for mine. I'm still waiting for it, but um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's just amazing how this is changing. So uh, Andrea, let's bring you up for your favorite story.
3: Sure. So I don't think I'd call this my favorite story, but it's a good educational story. So I have a lot of patients with spinal cord injuries in my practice and a few weeks ago, I had a female who came in who had a suprapubic tube placed about four months ago and didn't make it back into the clinic to have it switched out. she just had a lot of medical setbacks and, and social, emotional things going on. Um, so I went to remove the suprapubic tube and we met a lot of resistance. So we brought her in for a cystoscopy and found that there was a, a large stone adhered to the tip of the suprapubic catheter. I haven't seen that uh yeah that was the first time in my practice so i just wanted to share that with everyone that, that that's possible and interestingly uh we tried to deflate the balloon and only got about one cc out of that balloon at first i yeah. thought maybe the balloon just lost to the water or the saline that was in there but i i think it's really just kind of crusted the actual lumen and we're not able to remove it so um, the patient's now booked for an OR procedure to have that stone taken care of and the suprapubic catheter replaced.
0: Wow. Yeah. That what is
2: an OR yeah. procedure, if I can ask.
3: I'm sorry, what was that?
2: What kind of OR procedure?
3: Um, just as a salopaxi. They'll go and just bust up the stone with a laser, take it out. I don't know exactly what they're planning on the tube, probably, probably just cut the tube and remove that, um, the internal piece. Uh, from the bladder and then just the external will just fall out
2: a lot of Uh, different approaches possible for sure yeah
0: i have seen uh stones form on those and a few times pulling them out they get a little bit stuck and fortunately most of the time i've been able to pull it through with the stone on it it's not a big enough stone to block it but it's uh it is kind of a tough thing for patients to go through
2: yeah yeah if possible goes to the value of uh intermittent self-catheterization
0: Absolutely. Yeah. All right, John, take it away. You have a favorite story for us. Yeah, this is another
2: human interest story. I see a lot of men with enlarged prostates. I think this coming Tuesday, I have four or five surgeries that I'm doing to help men or to help make America pee again. (laughs) Men with enlarged prostates. I saw this guy this past week, as a matter of fact, on whom I performed a TURP several months ago. I always ask how they're doing now. How was their recovery, if they have any significant side effects? Jeff said that, you know, Doc, you, your procedure allowed me to dream again. And I said, what? Dream again? What do you mean? Well, performing a TURP allowed him not to worry about where all the bathrooms are. It also allowed him better sleep. Because his nocturia greatly decreased. He was no longer getting up five, six times a night. He's now getting up once or twice a night, sometimes none at all. This, he said, this is according to him, allowed him to deep sleep, to reach that REM state so that he could now dream again. So, of course, I asked him, well, what was your latest dream? He said, well, a couple of nights ago, I dreamed that my wife left me. <laughs> That's not a good dream. But humans are we're really we're really inefficient if you think about it. We sleep a third of our lives away, right? A third of sleep eight hours a day, seven hours a day. We have to sleep to cleanse our minds so that we can be functional the next day, to get rid of all the toxins that build up in our brains. During the day when we have to, well, not so much to survive, like in the old days, in the caveman days, but we have to cleanse our brains. And, and that's why we need to sleep so we don't go insane. It's amazing the things that we can impact based on what we do in our offices and in the operating room. So never underestimate the good that you can do with the procedures and the services that you provide.
0: Absolutely. Kind of reminds me of a story where the guy says, yeah, my wife ran away with my best friend. I sure miss him. (laughs) (laughs) I do have a question that came in or a comment from Janine. Can Dr. Lind include the Facebook link he was speaking about? I think they're probably talking about your thriving urology link.
2: Yeah. So if you go to Facebook and type in the search bar, the thriving urology practice, the thriving urology practice. That'll, and I'm curious as to, because I don't know how many people or who sign on. If you guys can put it in the comments box from where you are watching this episode, whether you're watching this live or if you're watching this on a replay, I'd be curious.
0: Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting because uh, we do have an audience from around the country. So it's uh, some of the names from the Suna people I recognize. And I know they're all scattered throughout the U.S., all right. Well, and, we're going switch, to switch over to our show now. I don't see any other comments Andrea, coming through. Did Andrea, have a comment.
1: I actually, um, oh, I this. have a success sh- story to share if we have time for that, Vic. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right. Great. So as a urology nurse for WellSpec, we provide a, um, a clinical service where we provide telehealth to end users. And we speak with thousands of end users every year and we're providing product support as well as clinical support. And a lot of the patients that we speak with um, have difficulty with intermittent catheterization and a large population are the female patients. So I just wanted to share a success story on one of the women that I helped this past week. So um, CIC or clean intermittent catheterization can be challenging um, for uh, both men and women, but for female patients, our anatomy is a little bit more challenging. And um, depending on the the patient's body habitus or mobility, they may experience some challenges. So um, where we like to start as a WellSpec clinical team, we always review the anatomic landmarks to make sure that the end user is familiar with their anatomy before they attempt to catheterize. So we review those anatomic landmarks. So we suggest before even having a catheter in your hand, um, it's, it's helpful to either sit on, um, the toilet or a chair or on the floor or on their bed in a well-lit room with a mirror to become familiar with their anatomy. So we review those landmarks and then, um, as, as well, we, um, we review the positioning because one position, one position does not always work for um, everyone so it's great to have options so once we after reviewing the anatomic landmarks then we go into intermittent catheterization so some of the positions that we'll recommend are sitting on the toilet facing forward um, or sitting on the toilet facing backwards sometimes is helpful because There's a a mirror, there's a little ledge where we can place the mirror on the back of the toilet um, and then doing like a pelvic tilt forward. So by working with this particular patient, this female patient, we worked through several different positions and she was able to become successful. So that's always rewarding as a urology nurse and um, heartwarming to hear how happy the end user is. So just wanted to share that.
0: Yeah, great story. We did get a couple of people willing to tell us where they're from janine is from north carolina and april's coming to us from new mexico albuquerque i was on vacation there last summer it's a nice place to visit went down and saw the tried to find the aliens down in roswell but no luck all right so let's uh get ready to switch over here so lisa i'm going to have you go into your powerpoint i'll bring you up into the so all there right. you go.
1: can everyone see my screen okay perfect Fantastic. Okay. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a clinical nurse manager for WellSpec Healthcare. And um, t- today we'll be going over um, WellSpec. Um, a lot of people are familiar with the Lofric catheters, but first I'd like to talk about Wellspect. Wellspect is the manufacturer of the Lofric catheters. I'll introduce the WellSpec US clinical team to you. We'll talk about the Lofric catheter surface technology and how Lofric hydrophilic catheters are different from other hydrophilic catheters. And then I'll go into a Lofric product demo where I'll go through the Lofric product range, show you each of the catheters, how they're different. And then we'll have a a question and answer session at the end. So about Wellspec. Wellspec is the inventor of the world's first hydrophilic catheter which are low Lofric catheters. We're actually um, celebrating our 40th anniversary this year. So um, we've been around a long time. We have a lot of clinical experience um, that we've um, built upon and um, we've made improvements and and changes to uh, our catheter packaging um, and catheter designs as well. Um, well also is the pioneer of the world's first electronic transanal irrigation system, which is called Navina Smart. Um, we also have a manual system, which is Navina Classic. So the Navina Smart unit um, has the ability to, um, to electronically pump water in and then also um, controls the balloon as well. So very helpful for patients who have limited hand dexterity. Um, and WellSpec is also the manufacturer. So we not only manufacture uh, the low fric catheters and the venous systems, but we're also a supplier. And then we'll talk about the WellSpec clinical team, which I'm a part of. So moving on here, we have our team of four nurses. So I established the clinical team back in 2014. Um, before joining WellSpec, I worked in adult urology for seven years. I am certified in urology and um, completed a urodynamics program. I also have some inpatient experience as well. And then um, we have Misty, who is our um, full-time telehealth nurse. She also has seven years of adult urology experience. Um, Catherine Fernandez is our regional nurse in our West region. She is a clinical nurse specialist and brings inpatient pediatric travel nurse experience. And then we also have Diana Desenso, who is our regional clinical access specialist in our Southeast region. And also she also has pediatric experience as well as home care nursing experience. So we come from... Diverse backgrounds and we're all cross-trained to provide telehealth and clinical support to both pediatric and adult users. So here's a little bit about the Lofric urotonic surface technology. So the Lofric catheters possess an outer layer which it has the same salt concentration as urine. So. The high osmolality of catheters is recommended to minimize urethral trauma. And the low fric catheters remain lubricated on insertion and withdrawal. So this is very important in reducing the risk of microtrauma as well as urinary tract infections. And the illustration that we have over on the right, um, shows the the range of urine osmolality. So it hovers between 800 and 1200. And you can see where the low Frick catheter range is, it's kind of in that sweet spot there. And then we have it compared to the other, um, other hydrophilic catheters. So a little bit more about osmolality. So a catheter with low osmolality drives water away from the catheter into the urethral tissue. And this may cause the catheter to dry out and um, cause friction on removal. Um, An example that I like to provide is when you're using a hydrophilic catheter that is only lubricated with water. So um, the, the catheter is smooth on insertion, but as the catheter is sitting in the urethra, the urethral tissue may absorb that water, causing drag or and friction on removal. With the low-fric catheters, because the catheters are lubricated with a salt solution with high osmolality, um, the surface is isotonic to urine. So that means that it's in balance um, and it has the same concentration of salt as the body or urethra itself. The, the water molecules remain in place to ensure low friction on insertion and withdrawal to, for, to allow a very safe catheterization. Now I would like to share uh, a video on the low-friction surface technology. Um, so we'll, we'll play this here. Okay, great. So you can see in the video, it illustrates the surface technology. The low-fric catheters have that high osmolality um, where the salt content is in balance with urine. And um, with that technology, it's reducing the risk of urinary tract infections by 64%, as well as reducing the risk of friction and um, urethral trauma, which may cause strictures. So we'll move on now, this is the Lofric product range. Um, To the far left, we have our Lofric Classic catheter, which is one of our original catheters. Um, The Lofric Classic catheter does not come with the salt solution, the salt is actually on the surface of the catheter. Um, So the end user would add their own water to activate the coating. This is still used by some of our end users, but not um, uh, as popular as our newer catheters, such as Lofric or Wego and Lofric L. Um, So we'll move on from that. We'll talk about uh, the Lofric Hydro Kit. So the Lofric Hydro Kit is WellSpec's closed system. It comes with a bag attached, and um, it has instant activation. Then we have the Lofric Primo. The Lofric Primo comes in um, two lengths. It comes in the eight inch length as well as a 16 inch length. So it's always nice to have co- um, options with catheters because one size or length does not fit every person. Everybody's needs are different. Um, and then we have our Lofric or catheter, which is a, that also comes in two lengths. So we have the 12 inch, which comes in eight, 10 and 12 French and straight. And the 12 inch catheter is used by um, pediatric patients, as well as um, could be for men who have distal strictures or women who are looking for a catheter that's a little bit longer. Um, And then the 16 inch length comes in straight and coude in French sizes ranging from 10 French to 18 French. And then we have our Lofric Sense catheter, which has a similar activation to Lofric or Rego. That instant activation, the salt solution packet sits in the bottom of the Lofric Sense package. And then we have our newest catheter, which uh, was launched in the U.S. in May of 2022. Very exciting. Um, Lofric L is our um, new female-length catheter. It is a ready-to-use catheter with an optional handle. So now I'll move on. I'll exit out of the screen here and I'll go through our product demos. Okay, great. So I will start with our Lofric or catheter here. So as I mentioned, the Lofric Origo comes in 12 inch length as well as 16 inch. The 16 inch comes in straight and coude. Um, the Lofric Origo can be rolled up into a pocket size, which allows the catheter to be discreet, um, very easy to put in your front pocket. Um, the easiest way to activate the catheter is by turning the package around. There's a little QR code here and we place our finger right over that. So you're creating a little bit of pressure right in the center of the solution packet and then you're folding the catheter package over so that you're, you squeeze and release the salt solution packet to activate the coating of the catheter. So it's ready to use, so it's instantly activated. The Lofric Origo also has an adhesive tab on the back for convenience. So whether you're at home or if you're in a public restroom, it's nice to have that option available. So after you activate the catheter, you can lift that tab up and adhere the catheter to a wall or a toilet paper dispenser. And the way that you open the package, just by pulling that tab down in the front, As I remove the catheter, I like to wiggle it just a little bit to shake any excess salt solution off. Okay, the Lofric Orrigo has an insertion grip, which allows the catheterization procedure to be a touchless procedure. So patient's fingers aren't coming in direct contact with the catheter, and it also aids in um, handling. So you can squeeze the catheter like this so that you have good control. So this catheter happens to be a CUDE tip catheter, and we have an indicator ridge on the funnel of this catheter. So it's like, it's a raised line that you can feel. So after you activate the catheter, I recommend taking the Origo out of the package, holding it with your two hands, um, one hand on the insertion grip, the other hand on the funnel, And with that coude tip pointing up to the ceiling, then you just want to take a look at the funnel and notice the position of that indicator ridge. So um, it might be in a 12 o'clock position, 3 o'clock or 9 o'clock position. The um, important thing to remember is whatever, when you're holding the coude tip up, whatever position that indicator ridge is in is the position you want to keep it in throughout the catheterization because that coude tip always needs to be pointing up going in and and coming out as well. So we can use the Origo package to dispose of the catheter as well. So it can be resealed and it can be rolled up to put in your pocket and then discreetly throw out into the trash before leaving the bathroom. Um, I think that is it. Oh, the other thing that I wanted to mention is that the Lofric a rego catheter can be activated for up to 24 hours. So if you have patients um, with limited hand dexterity, if they need assistance with activating the low fric catheters, a caregiver can squeeze and release those packets to have the catheters ready to go. Um, the last thing that I would like to show you is that we have an easy grip handle. So for Your patients who might have limited hand dexterity or if they have arthritis in their hands or just difficulty handling the catheter because it is slippery, but we have to reinforce that's exactly what we want a catheter to be. We want a catheter to be slippery on insertion and withdrawal, but we have this accessory available. It's it's for free by calling into WellSpec. We're happy to send some to your patients. That is Lofric or Rego. And then we also have the Lofric sense catheter. Um, so it's almost like the female version of Lofric or So it has the same activation. It has the convenience adhesive tab in the back. So you can just lift that up. The solution packet sits in the bottom of the Lofric Sense package, so you squeeze and release it the same way by putting your finger on that QR code and then lifting up to squeeze and release. It's just like a gentle little squeeze. And then the catheter is activated. The Lofric Sense come in comes in eight French through 14 French. It has an ergonomic grip. What I like about this handle is that it is a little bit bigger than most catheter handles, so it's very easy um, to handle and control. So this is the Lofric Sense catheter. And we can also use the package to dispose of the catheter as well. All right, I'm gonna save the best for last. I'm saving the Lofric L for last. Um, we will go over the Lofric Primo next. So the Lofric Primo comes in a broad range of French sizes, um, straight and coude. The smallest French size that Lofric Primo comes in is six French. So we do have some pediatric patients um, using the the six French catheter. Um, typically that's that's used for maybe up to the first 12 months of life. Um, But it is nice to have a hydrophilic catheter option available in that six French. So it has the instant activation. The process is just slightly different. So the salt solution packet is adhered to the catheter package. So you just lift that up first, move the solution down to the bottom half of the packet fold it over to trap the salt solution and then squeeze with your two thumbs. So then the catheter is activated. And there are two ways of opening the Loafwork Primo. So one way would be to just kind of peel it open almost like a bag of chips. It's the peel down method. So you would peel it down, separate this to expose the top of the catheter and then you would pull the catheter out to use it. Um, But I am going to show you the other way where you can actually use part of the packaging as a handling aid. So it's labeled A, B, and C. So we are going to remove the A portion first. So just think like you want to get rid of the messy part first. So I'll tear this off. and then we will remove the top portion of the catheter so you can see the flexibility in this catheter um, because it's such a small diameter so with intermittent catheters as you go down french sizes as they get smaller the flexibility increases and vice versa Um, when you go up in diameter sizes with intermittent catheters they become um, more rigid So we have the handling aid here. So if it was a a parent um, catheterizing their child, um, they would be able to use this to make it a touchless procedure to help decrease the risk of urinary tract infections. The Lofric Hydro Kit is our closed system. So it has the bag attached. The salt solution packet is right inside the bag. And um, so first step is to push that salt solution to the bottom half of the packet, fold the package over, and with your two thumbs, squeeze and release. If you have a patient who has limited hand dexterity, they could certainly use the heels of their hand, or you could also put the catheter down on the table and use your elbow. The solution goes down to the catheter, coats the catheter and then we flip it around to allow all of the excess salt solution to go back into the bag. And the catheter package is labeled A, B and C. So we will remove A first. And the the plastic packaging is a very soft material so it tears very easily. So it's easy to separate these little loops here. You put your thumb in the side and then you just Push away. There we go. So, this portion would be our handling aid here. And then, when you pull the catheter down, you want to make sure that you have a a tight seal around the funnel of the catheter so that urine doesn't escape around it. And then, I suggest just rubbing this the catheter neck portion um, a little bit uh, because can um, cling together kind of like um, a, a produce bag. Um, they, they kind of um, you know stick together a little bit. We just rub that so that it opens up and you have a nice free flow into the bag. So after you're done using the catheter, actually, let me show you here. So we have this easy grip. You can use the easy grip on top of the handling aid as well. But after you use the catheter, you would tear below the catheter, remove this portion, tie the bag off until it's a convenient time to empty the bag of urine and it holds up to a liter. There's a little spout on the side. So when you do find a bathroom and you can empty the bag of urine, then you would just tear this off here and empty into the toilet. And then lastly, we have the Lofric L. The Lofric L is our newest female length catheter. It um, was launched in May of 2022, and I'll show you um, the steps to using Lofric L. So the first step is to lift this top to release the, the seal, the pressure, and then we'll twist to release the integrity seal. And then we'll separate the catheter, take the catheter out, and the container portion has some wetting solution in it. So that's important to know. Um, For this purpose, I'll keep the wetting solution in here. This container is recyclable, which is very nice. Um, There are two little buttons at the bottom. So you actually, you twist the buttons into the circle on the side so it's a twist and click. So again, it's the bottom of the container that is twisting and clicking into the loafric L. So it's in the shape of an L. Um, the the um, distance. When you're holding a catheter, this provides like an intimate distance if a caregiver is assisting the patient with their catheterization. It also keeps your your hand away from a toilet. So if you're catheterizing in in a public restroom, toilets aren't always the cleanest. So it's nice to have that distance and to keep your hand out of the toilet bowl. Um, And it also keeps your hand away from the urine flow. So keep your hands away from the sprinkle. The the urine flow will come right out of the end here. So as you're holding it, you just would insert and the flow would go right into the toilet. Um, The handle is optional. So, I have some Lofric users who will use the handle if they're in a public restroom, um, but when they're at home, they may just opt to hold the catheter like this and and not use the handle. Completely optional. And that is our Lofric product range.
0: It's really great. It's uh, it's amazing when you can be in urology as long as I have and learn something new.
1: Yes, I did not know is-
0: that, I did not know that you could pop it uh, up to 24 hours ahead of time to, and just leave it so if you have a caregiver or I mean a patient who can't break it himself, you could you know pop whatever they need before you leave the house
1: exactly as, as
0: their, their caregiver to provide for that so that's that's really cool the, the, the L the technology that's just crazy
3: it
1: and is so- there isn't anything else like it out there so we're really excited to have lowfri out for I also all you agree. that
0: are watching please feel free to put in your comments and questions right now so we'll handle any questions that you have uh go ahead any panelists questions
3: uh, i don't have any questions that was a great presentation i do love the l shape i haven't seen that before definitely need to try that out um so here in wisconsin where it's snowing right now unfortunately <laughs> Um, we do have some patients, and this came up in a previous presentation, we have some patients who, I have a lot of patients anyway, who do hunting, fishing, um, ice fishing, and in, in cold environments. Do you know what, what temperatures these products are um, able to handle? Yeah, so we recommend keeping the catheters
1: at room temperature. So if okay. you have patients, um, I'm sure they're not, well, they may be sleeping overnight, but um, yeah, we, we do recommend keeping them at that room temperature to prevent, to maintain the integrity of the catheter. So that is a great question. Um, we don't recommend leaving catheters in extreme cold environments or extreme hot environments either,
3: like in Arizona. So um, that is a great question. Yeah. I think that's a good patient education piece. It's- We probably have a lot of patients who are keeping boxes of these catheters in their trunks or their cars when they're traveling, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not knowing about these temperature issues. I did have one tip um, uh, for the audience on teaching patients how to do clean intermittent catheterization. I found that in, in females, if they're having a hard time understanding the anatomy, I'll tell them that they have three holes and your urethra is the hole that's closest to the belly button. Sometimes that'll help that help it click for them. And for males, I'll usually tell them to make sure that that CUDE catheter is pointing up towards their belly button. And that can be useful as well. Those are great tips.
0: So I have to say that, um, you know, going into, you know, I've taught a lot of self catheterization. And when the hydrophilics first came out, I was very resistant to use them. And my big complaint was they're stiff. And, and and most of them are stiffer than a, a normal catheter. My favorite was the uh, uh, the soft catheters because I thought those were the easiest for patients to use. And one of your, your salesmen years years ago came in and he said, Vic, he says, would you just try it? And I knew this guy from pr- prior sales when he was working for a different company. And uh, he comes in and he says, here, free sample, try it on your next patient, and just let me know what you think. And it was the, you know, the first time I had really given the hydrophilic a try. And I mean, I had to say that I was pretty impressed. The difference in how slippery it is compared to just putting lube on a catheter. Mm-hmm. And that was without knowing about the uratonic, uh, you know, properties and things like that, that I later learned about. But it is uh, amazing that it, it can slip in so easy. And now I think the newer ones are a little bit softer than the original first uh the original ones that came out.
1: Yes. Um, So I'm glad that you brought up that comparison, Vic, um, comparing uncoated catheters to the low Frick catheters. So when we use or teach CIC with uncoated catheters, even if we're very generous with the lubricant, what ends up happening is that the gel gets pushed off as the catheter is being inserted. So there's very little lubrication that is left on the catheter. So there's you know friction going in or drag, you know, and drag and then on withdrawal as well. So not only is it uncomfortable, but you know, we have that higher risk of micro trauma and urinary tract infections, as well as the risk of urethral traumas with that repeated with the repeated catheterizations. So um Having that, the hydrophilic catheters available now um, with that technology where the solution binds to the catheter um, makes a world of difference.
0: Yeah. We do have some questions coming in. So let's start with our questions here. Rebecca says, Love seeing new catheter designs. I saw the L at the last Euro and are super cool. I'm not familiar with many female catheters that have handles. So.
1: Well, there isn't anything else. Out there that I know of, anyway, like the Low Frick L. But um, thanks so much for your comment. I appreciate it.
0: And Gene says, "Wonderful presentation." Can't Thank can't disagree you. with that, Gene. Glad you liked it. Neil said, "Sounds like an untapped market." The outdoorsman set. <laughs> oh, there you go. Could it come in camo?
1: I have talked to gentlemen who, you know, tell me that they've catheterized off the the side of their boat, um, have catheterized hiking through a mountain. So, you know, it's one of the great things about intermittent catheterization. It can be done anywhere. I just recommend bringing some hand sanitizer with you and maybe some BZK wipes as well.
2: Uh, I recommend this question when self-catheterizing in public.
1: Thank you for adding that. <laughs> Very important.
2: Oh man.
0: And let's see, Rebecca, I wonder if there is just a good storage solution to keep catheters in at the right temp. There's an ideal temperature they should be stored at or not really.
1: Just like, you know, a room temperature, whatever you keep your house at. It's it's in that range.
2: All right, great. Well, if you're out and out and about hunting or wherever it may be uh, in, in the cold, as in Andrew's case, inside your pocket, just yes. like where you would keep your lithium polymer batteries for those of mm-hmm. us who do digital photography uh, out in the cold. You want to keep it close to your body to keep it at room temperature so that it's lubricious.
0: Yeah. And, and it, it probably the, the colder it gets, the stiffer it's going to be and easier insertion. All right, so let's see. I do have another comment coming in. Neil says, I actually know a guy that does CIC and does ice fishing. I never asked him about uh, what cats he's using or any difficulty he has with his hobby. So, yeah, I mean, these are designed to give you a lifestyle that's on the go, literally. Mm-hmm. So you, you have the catheter ability to you know catheterize whenever you need to and take it with you. I was also surprised that when you were demonstrating all these little tabs that you can pull out to make it stick somewhere, you know, I I was watching some YouTube video about all these different products that are out there that have these little notches and and what are they actually for? Most of the time, we don't even know what those products are for. So that was helpful to find out, you know, that there's the hole in there helps you to pull things apart to get it to separate and all these different uh, assistive devices. Um, I really like your catheters with that little, extra gripper to help push it in yes one of the problems that i I always had with this hydrophilics was for the my older patients Mm -hmm. the uh it's so slippery that they just can't grip it they just their hand their hand keeps slipping over the top of it when they're trying to push it in um with that gripper i think it gives them enough stability to help push it in to make it easier
1: Definitely does. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that there is an insertion grip that is sitting on top of the Lofric Origo. They kind of just pull the catheter out of the package and they handle it like this. So, um, yeah, it is, it's a really nice feature. So that insertion grip is actually sitting right on top of the funnel.
0: Yeah, that is, I I really like the technology that uh, the company has put into it. Of course, one of the first companies to come up with a uh hydrophilic catheter too so that you would expect them to be on the c- kind of cutting edge for it mm-hmm. uh so let's see any other questions coming through i don't see anything so you also had a couple slides you were going to share about some educational information yes.
1: yes i'd be happy to do that so let's move
0: um, over here
2: well lisa is bringing that up i i want to just show the low l for those who are interested, first of all, I have no financial relationship with WellSpec. I'm just a prescriber. Number one, there's also an index right up here on top. So if you want, you can feel where the top is. And this twisting motion to open it up does require a little bit of energy. So those who with dexterity issues may want to use the, the entire hand like this and then twist off and then it comes right off. There is fluid in this part of the container, so you may need to dump that off. I've already dumped it in this one. And this is pretty cool. I like how this comes together. It's kind of like a a snap-on toy. You just go like that, and then you can manipulate it. And remember, of course, to uncap this so that urine can drain out. So remember that there's an index right here for you to feel Yeah. If you can't see too well. Good ergonomics.
1: All right. So I do have a couple of slides here I'd like to share with you. Um, I thought it would be helpful to review the Lofric, a couple of the Lofric forms that we have. So one is the Lofric product range sheet, which is very helpful um, because it shows you the Lofric product range. um, And all of the French sizes and lengths the catheters come in. So, um, you know, if you're looking for a particular length in a CUDE catheter, you know, this is the form that you would want to reference. Kind of shows you, you know, gives you all that information there. And then over on the right, we have the Lofric prescription form. Um, we've highlighted all of the um, parts of the form that need to be filled out, um, and then we have this form can be used for low catheters as well as other catheters. Um, but I, I could just kind of walk you through here. So the straight in coup day option, one of the two needs to be checked off, and then you would just kind of go down and select the catheter, the French size, the frequency. Um, The number of monthly refills. So if you were to check off that box, 99, that would be for a lifetime. Um, So that prescription would be good for a lifetime. But um, we, so insurance requires an annual office visit. I do want to make sure everyone knows that. So um, we do request um, an updated chart note every year. And then we have the section for the diagnosis and um, all of the prescriber's information. So um, it's a very thorough form. And like I said, you can add additional um, incontinence products as well. So if you have a patient who is using intermittent catheters and maybe using condom catheters as well, you can add those supplies over to the far right where it says other supplies. Just some um, catheter prescribing tips. So make sure that all of the prescription sections are completed um, to prevent um, the manufacturer or your catheter representative from having to come back and and bug you to fill in the rest of the information. You wanna make sure that urinary retention or urinary incontinence is documented in the chart note. That is a requirement, so one or the other. Um, And then actually patients can have both as well, but at least one of those diagnoses needs to be included. If your patient's using a CUDE catheter, we wanna make sure we have that famous CUDE statement, um, which I'll give you an example. So if the patient's having difficulty passing a straight tip catheter, you just wanna document that, um, it's required by insurance and then um, the catheter French size, and the frequency of their catheterization. And when you are ready to fax that prescription to the manufacturer or supplier that you're using, um, just make sure to include the completed prescription form, your patient's demographic sheet, which includes the insurance information, as well as their most recent office visit summary. Um, I do want to share with you that WellSpecT um, U.S. has um, created two webinars. So we actually we had one webinar in September on the steps to teaching intermittent catheterization, and that is available on demand and um, clinicians can earn one CE. So it's a full hour webinar on steps to teaching intermittent catheterization. So we go through teaching men and women in all of the important steps to Cover with your patients to ensure that they have a smooth transition—no pun intended—to um, their CIC therapy. And then we also have one coming up on April 12th. We'll be covering um, helping patients overcome common issues with intermittent catheterization. So we'll be talking a lot about um, issues or, or challenges that patients may have, troubleshooting how to you know overcome those challenges. Um, so. Th- I encourage you to to sign up for our webinar on April 12th. We also, so WellSpec also has an education platform. Uh, So if you visit WellSpec.us, you'll see that there is an education tab at the top of the website. And um, this that tab will take you, pardon me, to the WellSpec Education page, and um, where you have um, we have webinars and we have courses on bladder and bowel topics because we realize that bladder and bowel dysfunction often go hand in hand, and we have the low fric intermittent catheters and Navina systems to provide solutions to those needs, um, but the So as I mentioned, we have the webinars and courses, they're extensive, very interesting, and another opportunity to earn continuing education credits. Um, They are called CPDs, which are Continuing Professional Development Credit. Um, And it's a term used to describe the learning activities healthcare professionals engage in to maintain, improve, and broaden their knowledge. So um, we just ask you to check in with your board of nursing um, or in your specific state to make sure that they recognize CPDs. And, WellSpect is also, we're very focused and dedicated to sustainability. Um, in 2021, we increased our efforts to become climate neutral. Um, we converted our coding process for our low friction catheters, which has resulted in a dramatic reduction in chemical and water usage. We use 100% reusable energy and that Lofric L that we talked about earlier has the the handle, which the catheter, um, the container that the catheter sits in is recyclable. These are the Lofric accessories that we have available to end users. So by calling into the WellSpec customer um, service number, and um, by choosing option one, you could actually get to the clinical team. So I have the the phone number listed here in this presentation, but um, please feel free to reach out to me um, or to WellSpec Direct. Um, and we'd be happy to send you um, these accessories to your clinic, if you know, you think they would be helpful in teaching intermittent catheterization. That um, compact mirror, the Lofric L mirror sitting to the far left, that um, is a mirror that you use on the toilet. So that circular plastic ring actually flips behind where it says Lofric L, and it's held in place in between the toilet bowl and the toilet seat. So as your female patients are sitting forward on the toilet, you would slip that circular ring underneath the toilet seat and it would be held in place. And then she would just angle it to where she needs to be so that she can see what she's doing. Um, and we also have the leg mirror. Um, so that's an option as well. So the, the compact mirror to the left um, isn't always helpful for everyone. Or you know, if you're catheterizing in a public restroom, you may not wanna use that compact mirror. So the leg mirror is another option. That heart stone is a weight to balance the mirror. And then the easy grip handle, which I, um, I showed you how to use earlier. And uh, I wanted to leave you with our our vision statement. We passionately strive to make a real difference every day to everyone who needs our products and services. And our our passion, um, everyone who who works for WellSpec, our passion is what drives what we do in um, through our products and our services. So, well that's really great.
0: Uh, I really appreciate your uh, joining us today for our episode. Hard to believe an hour has gone by, but it has, and it really was informative. I appreciate it. Hey, just a plug for next week, uh, next week, April the 8th, we're going to be having uh, Carolyn Toomey joining us from the Iramax Corporation. They have a product called Iricept, and it's got some interesting uses in urology that they're going to be talking about. Um, could be a new way to kind of help prevent some of those bladder infections, so tune in for that one next week. And as always, if you haven't had enough of us, go to the Euronurse.com and you'll be able to go to our after party and join us for the after party. Um, just click that button. It's going to take you into a zoom room and just like our, the old days. Um, so uh, feel free to join us there. If you get there and you don't see us right away, don't worry. We'll be there. And I'd like to thank all of my panelists again for showing up, uh, making this, this uh, great show. So uh John, uh, Andrea and then again Lisa for showing up today. Really appreciate it. Hope everybody has a great day. And with that, on to the after party. Bye, everyone. See you, everyone.
1: Bye.